G'day fellas, it's Buzz Rothfield from the Telegraph, editor at large. Just wondering why you haven't done Not The Footy Show for two months, eh? Scoop. Really disappointing, to be honest. Um, it tells you a little bit about sort of just where we're at mentality-wise, you know, and did they think it was going to be easy, hard, I'm not quite sure, but uh, it was obviously not the performance we definitely came here to, uh, to put on. G'day everybody, welcome to a long overdue episode of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson. You can't see Rob Cox, but believe me, he's there, he's not just here in spirit, uh, he's here to, to lay down the law that is two months of No Not The Footy Show. He's overable with me everybody, this is episode 240, you can't believe we haven't done an episode, mainly because a little birdie told me, Coxsmith, that um, New South Wales, victorious in the 2021 Origin Series, how good? So good, mate. But the reason why we haven't done one is because I've been in mourning for the last game. You know, I wanted the clean sweep. I'm greedy. I'm greedy like that. You know, uh, you wanted Mitch Moses at halfback. Come on. Yes, that's why we didn't do a podcast. Didn't want to go on the record. The last, he's the last person I wanted as halfback, mate. And uh, history will prove that I was correct. Yeah. I, I go back to that comment from Gus Goulding um, on his podcast when they were talking about who would replace Cleary. And he said, if not now, when for Mitchell Moses? And I know we had discussions. How about, nev- how about never? <laughs> how about new? Yeah, the, the option is never. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Jack Whiten wasn't much better, but uh, yeah, if there was ever a case, you go with two halves that maybe are playing half decent football together in one C Walker and A Reynolds. That was it. But that's not why we're here, Foxsmith. As much as no. we'd love to give Queensland uh, both barrels for losing a series against basically the team that was beaten by the worst Origin team of all time only six months ago. But we're here to talk about finals because in the space of two months, we haven't done a podcast. We've chatted a few times and obviously getting through the whole lockdown thing, everybody. And hopefully uh, uh, you can join myself and Cocksmith with being doubly vaxxed as of for me tomorrow, and I think you were early earlier this week, Cocksmith, is that right? Yeah, Sunday. Just Sunday, just yeah. gone, 22nd. And we can report Done. the 5G is excellent. Um, mm. Yours is particularly better than mine, and tomorrow I'll be uh, even better. Uh, what I will say, people, is that the season has been underwhelming. Is that the right word, Cocksmith? Yeah, I, I can't think of a I can't think of a season where I've been more disinterested to be perfectly mm. honest and and that's pro- our disinterest combined has probably been why we haven't done a podcast for the last seven or eight weeks but look I, i'll always love rugby league it's just that i've been a little distracted by other things going on or not going on in my yeah, life so, uh, you know uh, you've been growing that mane out which has been impressive as well i must admit it's uh it's, yeah, it's just think fabio people mane. think fabio i might actually put that might be yeah. the photo that I put up for Mate, put, that, yeah, put Fabio up for the some one Fabio. Where the bird hit him in the face on the um, <laughs> in the most beautiful man on in the, the roller coaster. Um, <laughs> look, I, mate, no, I, I don't feel very connected to, to mm. it this year, but I still watch games. Uh, I may yeah. not be watching the whole 80 minutes, 
but I'm watching games every weekend. Um, like most people in lockdown, there's not a lot to do. So, you know, you watch a bit Thursday of Thursday through Sunday. Um, it's pretty good to be able to turn the TV on and yeah. watch some footy. But, but uh, you know, there's been certain things in footy in, in the footy that have driven me a little bit crazy. Referees are a constant. Um, and then was that crackdown? Did you enjoy the crackdown? I enjoyed the crackdown. Yeah, it was good until magic round and then it disappeared and then it didn't come back. It only comes back in little little thought uh, bubbles every now and then. Mm, so mm, mm. I don't know. But I still but I do think I do think that Grant Atkins is the number one referee at the moment, too. That's uh I'm I still on the check and chain. Shoulders. Um I'm, really? I'm on I'm on the check and chain and um the humdinger, as he said the other day when he threw that up there uh, to the video ref. When I said underwhelming, I was more in the in the sense that we've got Two outstanding sides. One that has been wobbling a little bit without Nathan Cleary. The other one, Melbourne, who would just keep on keeping on and um, rest half their team and end up still smashing sides. The Rabbitohs getting yeah. a getting a, a huge amount of wins and points together and then coming up against a good side and, and losing. Manly doing everything they can when Tommy's in the team. The Roosters somehow finding ways to win games uh, with half a squad. Uh, the Eagles capitulating and then a whole bunch of mediocre sides below that. And you'd argue that Parramatta have joined them in that category uh, in the last month or so. I want to go through where the ladder is at the moment. And I've touched on those teams because they're the ones that are going to pique our interest in the next couple of weeks uh, into the semifinals. I don't think there's any team that's sitting outside that top six or top five, really, that has a shred of hope of doing anything beyond week two, maybe week three, if, if miracles line up. I guess what I wanted to do in this pod was just take a temperature check of, of the, the seasons or the years that teams have had. We're not going to spend three hours going through 16 teams, but we wanted to sort of just really give a gut feel about what this season has been for each side. Do you want to start at the bottom, Coxsmith, and, and race yeah, through a whole bunch of sides and then end up with a team yeah. at the top? I think we should let's do that. Let's start so in the basement, mate. We'll take a break. Um, I'll put something in there. I don't know. Some old sort of not the footy showism. I was having a bit of um, nostalgia the other day. I saw a, a photo on my Facebook feeds of myself and it was a video actually of me and uh, Nick McInerney kicking uh, footies from the sideline over the goalposts. Um, yeah, memories, back when you could actually go and do things with your mates. Uh, so instead, what we'll do is we'll go to a break, we'll come back and we'll talk about those mighty Bulldogs here on Not The Footy Show, episode 240. Not The Footy Show. early. Prepare to fast forward. Preparing to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forwarding, sir. Okay, we're back. It's episode 240. Rob Cox is in the house. Well, not in my house because that would be illegal because um, we're definitely outside the 5K zone, uh, Coxsmith. Uh, and we are going to talk about the Bulldogs because they are not only out of the zone of the finals, they're out of the zone of, of reserve grade and they're not even playing any more games. The Dogs have won two games all season, Coxsmith. Um, yep. They've now got a new GM of football, which I think we both agree is probably the best decision Canterbury could have made in bringing in Phil Gould. Is that, is that true? I agree. Yep. What does he do? Because it's not really Trent Barrett's team anymore, is it? He picks up a clipboard and a whistle, mate. That's what I'd suggest he do. Because I really don't think Barrett's got a clue. It's just saying as I see it, mate. I'm seeing oh. a team that's running out, running around without a plan. They've got a plan. No, no, I disagree. They've got a plan to complete. And guess what? The team apparently with the best completion rate in rugby league is the is the Bulldogs. And they have two wins in 23 games. I'm, I'm seeing problems everywhere, games, mate. Right? I'm seeing problems. Yeah. 
I'm seeing problems in their in their um, the way that they're playing. I'm seeing problems with their commitment. I'm seeing the way that they've uh, allegedly built, you know, the, the way that the roster that they've got that mm. they've bought since Barrett has been there. Um, and I just I just wonder what what the hell's going on. Uh, they've bought three or four centers and three wingers. Um, now they're going to offload Luke Thompson, who admittedly hasn't been the greatest. But at the same time, when he plays, he, he he's making yards. But I don't know, mate. They're, I can't see them getting out of the cellar for a couple of years. They'll be in the bottom four for at least till the end of next year. I can't see them getting out of the bottom four. They've heavily recruited uh, but, even since Gus came on board. That's the other thing. that, And it's, it's those signings that you and I both listen to his podcast and he's been like number one fan of how he did things at Penrith. He's been really yep. heavy about, you know, we, we recruited players. We didn't recruit players unless we thought they could really help develop our, our own juniors. He has, he has thrown the kitchen sink at a few players here. And he's openly and and greatly his stuff on Twitter. If you're not following Gus on Twitter, you've got problems because he's, oh, he's gold on Twitter. Entertainment Central, and he's so honest about what he's doing at the Bulldogs. Yeah. But what he's doing at the Bulldogs is he's he's improved their roster. But unless they're willing to play a different style under T Barrett next year slash P Gould, I just can't see anything of of Optimism if you're, if you're a Bulldogs fan because they play dour, boring football. And in about three games this year, and Andrew Voss has been on it hugely, he he sits there and goes for 60-odd minutes and goes, they haven't thrown anything in the other team. But in a couple of games, they've been in it with 20 to go and they started throwing the ball mm-hmm. around. And Vossi's, he just loses his head. He goes, where has this been the whole year? Why aren't they playing like this regularly? And that's something that I'm huge on is I go, why would you bother sending your team out to complete, to complete, to complete for a whole season if it's not working? Where is the, where is yeah. the, the value for your players to, to show up and, and know that you're not going to compete because all you're doing is trying to complete? It's, it baffles me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where the, I don't know what the messaging they're trying to send to the players is. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't particularly like him as a player, but the, the mixed messages that, that Flanagan's been getting, yeah. you know, he's in one week out the next, in one week out the next, yeah. have a sit down for four weeks, get your head together, come back for one, get out. I, I don't know if they're trying to make him leave the club or mm. or what, but I, if I was him, I think he got a four-year deal, I'd be going nowhere. I'd be sitting <laughs> exactly down going, right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens with the dogs, with P. Gould running things. Um but yeah, if you're T Barrett, you better get used to having uh, the clipboard carrying uh, Philip Gould uh, on the sideline at training, pretty much throughout the offseason. Uh, well, and, uh, yeah, training. and you also better you also better get a few more wins next year, otherwise you'll be unemployed. Yeah, that will happen if they don't start winning. They will get they'll they'll kick him straight out the door, mate. I'm not going to ask you how many games they're going to win next year. What I will ask you is what percentage chance Gould is the coach sometime next year. The actual official coach. Official coach? No, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Um, I don't think Gus has any desire to be the official coach. Um, you know, it, it, if, if it was to happen, it, it'd, ha- it'd take something like, you know, an extraordinary board meeting where they just decide to out 
and I think Gus would protect him a little bit okay. and at least carry him till the end of the year. I don't think Gus will hang him out to Or drive. promote an assistant um, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know who they've got on their staff over there. I think George Arliss. Fernand's the assistant George coach. Uh, Fernand's the assistant Fern. coach. Yeah. Okay. Well, George Arliss is up, actually up in North Queensland. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Ferner. I, I can't see Barrett being a long term, unless they can get their ducks in a row and they can win, you know, 35% of their games next year. I can't see Barrett lasting again. That, that'll that be second failure. I, I, I believe it's a failure already, but give the men a chance to build, get the exact roster and then see if he can perform. So, yeah. Anyway, we spent a lot of time talking about the Bulldogs. Oh, I know, I know. Um, we can. I'm going 15% chance Gus is the official coach next year at Canterbury. <laughs> okay. uh, the okay. Cowboys, things started poorly. Then they righted the ship for a few weeks. And then the T. Payton coaching style has um, not really borne fruit for them. Uh, they're in 14 points after 23 uh, rounds. They're about where we thought they'd be. I'm not going to spend a heck of a lot of time other than to say, I know you don't think Val Holmes is a fullback, but no. I don't think um, so Tavao Fido is a fullback either. I, no. He's a winger. I agree. <laughs> so I if you've got the wingers. choice. Yeah. What, what's he doing up there? Because for Jason Taumalolo, so much, I mean, he's had a couple of hand injuries, but so much for getting the best out of him because it hasn't happened. Well, I've, I think it's the worst year we've seen him play, yep. to be honest. Um, uh, Jake Clifford is playing a lot better at Newcastle than he was at North Queensland. And I'm not sure why. Maybe he's just happier. Mm. Um, Tom Dearden's done nothing since he got to, to the Cowboys. Sorry. Uh, Lachad's coming. Well, that'll be a big improvement. Um, mate. The Townsville yeah, Blackhawks. I can't. I can't see them. I can't see them doing any better than they did this year, next year. They, Again, they've, unless they've some got massive a, changes. They've got a lot of money up in a few players. Um, Scott Drinkwater's trying. He tries to create yep. things, um, but it's just a it's a team that I don't play. Think plays a very interesting style of football, and they've got a lot of so-so first graders um, yep. coming through. Let alone being paid a lot of money and I just can't you ever see, have you ever seen a player have you ever seen a player like Cohen Hess go from being a, you know a, a Queensland two years how good was rip, he oh <laughs> like the next the next best you know the next thing yeah. the next best second second row we've got and I don't know I don't know how many other clubs he wouldn't make first grade in but I dare say it might be half the competition something's doing something's he's shown Occasionally, something where you go, I remember that Cohen Hess, but it's been few and far between again this season. Look, they've got issues, the Cowboys, and uh, yeah, they need to win one of their last two games to, to get past the Broncos effectively and, and not finish 15th. So let's go to Kevin's yep. Broncos. Uh, I saw an interview he did with Andrew Voss on his morning show where he pretty much admitted that he wasn't acting like the person that he thought he was before the season. He said that the, the pressure and the expectation and the, the um, scrutiny in Brisbane got to him and he act, started acting not like the Kevy that he wanted to be. Mm. I ask you this question, is it, would it be a good thing for Kevin Walters not to be coach at Brisbane? 
no, I think Kevin wants it. I, th- mm. I think Kevin wants to be coach. I think he wants to be successful as a coach. So I don't know if it'd be good for him not to be coach. I And I don't know who else they've got. Uh, look, I'll, I'll summarise their season by saying it started off very Seabold coached-like mm. and it's gotten better. Mm. But it didn't get better until probably about five, six weeks ago, five weeks yeah. ago, I'd say. And it's gotten better. So um, they've, I think they've improved, but geez, it took a long time to see it. You know, they've, they've got a few new faces there as well. The forward uh, pack in particular has got a bunch of new faces. Like they've, yeah, I, I think if you think about the start of the season, what, what was everyone saying? Oh, this forward pack for Brisbane is one best they've ever, ever assembled. Remember that, that little nugget that was mm. there for two, about two years ago? Half the blokes are injured. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. There's something in that. Yeah. There really is. There's something that he said mm. for players coming in and actually taking an opportunity. And um, Milford, it was great to see him play half decently on the weekend. Uh, it's yep. a travesty that he hasn't been in first grade all year. I don't care what planet you're on, but you don't get better if he's not in your squad when you're playing Tyson Gamble and you're playing Deirdre at the start of the year and Brody Croft. Yeah. And it's the like he's now going, but he's now going. He's off to the, the bunnies next year. Uh, isn't that isn't that weird? Do you find that weird? They've well, got Adam Reynolds and 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 the bunnies. It didn't seem like the bunnies really wanted to hold on to Adam Reynolds. No. They kind of just let him go. It was like, well, yep. yeah, well, you can test your test your worth. We'll give you, we'll only give you two years. We're not going to give you three. So basically, they let, they showed him the door. They, they I think the three. thing with, and we'll get to South a bit later, but that from the Reynolds point of view, I think South situation was we don't want to be paying this bloke a million bucks in two years' time or three years' time. Yeah, that was yeah, their I get theory. that. I get that, but he's been a pretty good club man. Um, <laughs> And I think at the end of your career, I mean, I don't know what money he's going to be getting at the, at the Broncos. And I don't know what was offered at South, but geez, you'd think that they would give him some kind of a sweetener to, for being a bit of loyalty, you know, and they've been loyal to him too. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a two-way street. But, you know, if they're given, if, if they offered him 800 or 850 a year, why not offer him three years and give him 600 in the last year? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not but a Brisbane, salary cap. Brisbane right. get him. Brisbane needed someone like this. Will he take them to the promised land? No, he won't. No. Not with this team. But he might improve them. And and I guess rounding back to Milford, Adam Reynolds and Milford next to each other, I don't mind that combination. That's 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 not without well, without some some similarities to the old um Sea Walker combo, let's be honest. Well, that's right. Milford could have played his natural game and not worried about organizing anything. Probably not even worried about ever kicking a ball either. To be fair, mm. um, so yeah, I, I mean, hey, you know what? I, I hope Milford. I, I love the way Milford used to play. You know, I really, well, I was a big fan, um, but he just didn't. It's just a little too little, too late, you mm. know. But it was good to see that he still got a bit of go. You know. Yeah. Um, I wanted uh, him at Canberra. Yeah. I, I wanted us to. I wanted Stuart to. You wanted him back to, to get him back, and I've wanted him back since the. The story of him basically being on the outer at Brisbane. I just thought sign him up halfway through the season. Just give him Where a chance. Play, see what man? happens. Oh, fullback. Mm. Okay. That's what yeah. I'd play. Look, but I mean, having said that, I'd play him at halfback at Canberra because S. Williams ain't getting the job done. Bring on the Matt, Matt Frawley era. Um, <laughs> Brisbane, as, as far as the Broncos, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. As far as the Broncos go, though, mate, I, I think they'll go better next year. Yeah, six you know wins I mean? from twenty-two games, twenty-three games, sorry. 
Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. So what have they got? Six wins from 23? 23. So they've won. Uh, Actually, can't, that can't be right. Oh, it includes this weekend. Sorry, sorry. Keys of the weekend that I'm looking at. I've, I've done the prediction. That's why it says that they've won more okay, games. So five, five wins. Five yeah. wins, um, I believe. Let me just double check that before I sound like a fool. Um, no, they've got six wins from 22. There you go. I, I, think, I, think next, I think next year, mate, they'll be um, they'll be sniffing around the eight, but at the bottom, right down the bottom end of the eight. You know, they'll be... I'm with you there because the comp's mediocre. So all you got to do is improve a couple of wins and just, you know. Well, mate, all they've got to do is, is if they win four more games, they're sniffing around the bottom of the eight. Final thing on Brisbane. Is Payne Haas worth a Jason Tamalolo contract? No. I don't think anyone is. Completely agree. I don't think anyone Completely is worth agree. a 10-year. I mean, Not a the forward. Cowboys now. Okay. So what's... What's Tamalolo in now? Is this his sixth year of that 10-year agreement? Uh, I think he signed that at the end of 16. So 17, 18, 19, so, 20, 21. He's, this, next year will be his sixth year of this 10. Okay. So, Approximately. Mate, so he's got four years after next year, and he's not going great this year. <laughs> and he's got a coach who doesn't want to play no extended minutes. I I, anyway, but the good thing about Payne Haas is he's young enough at the moment to play the extended minutes. I wouldn't give him 10 years and a million bucks a season. I'm sorry. You just, you you set yourself up no. to have a situation where you end up having a player like Tam now where the coach starts out thinking himself and says, well, I've got to make him last for 10 years, please. Um, also, Mate, Payne I, got paid I, massive money without playing an NRL game. So, see, see on, your contract. On that, some. on that, mate, I don't think that any player over the age of 23 should be on anything more than three years. Yeah. Three-year agreements. Um, you know, there's there's been a few that I would I would probably um, you know things things like Nathan Cleary. I think that he got four years at, at Penrith. Yeah. But when he signed that, he was 21, um, and you know he he he'd already shown he played Origin. I think. What's what's the value for the player signing a 10-year deal anyway? Because you're only costing yourself money about three or four years down the track, well, take- surely. Well, I'll, well, I'll tell you what it is, mate. I mean, the, the, the Taumalolo agreement is worth $10 million over 10, right? But it wasn't worth a million a year. The way that they did it was mm. the first year was worth seven hundred, and it incrementally went up okay. until it got to over a million. So this is, this, this is a worst-case scenario for, for the Cowboys yeah. because once he gets into year six or seven, then he's on a million, and then he goes over the million, yeah. you know, and, and he's early thirties. Totally, With a lot I, of meters in the legs. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't sign any player to a ten-year agreement, and it wouldn't matter anyone, and none of them in the competition now. Even, even Cleary right now, yeah. I wouldn't sign him to a ten-year deal. Even Tommy. Tom, no, I mean Tommy's even too Tommy. injury prone anyway yeah. from for a ten-year agreement. I mean they, they're all injury prone. What player that plays NRL gets through for ten years without? A, a good injury or a season-ending injury, it's the, it's the nature of the beast. Don't sign yeah. players to 10 years. Don't even think exactly. about it. Tigers, who can they sign for 10 years? I'm sure there's someone available. Um, a million bucks a season. They've <laughs> Look, we, we discussed Tiger Town. We'll probably do a bit more of a look at Tiger Town after the next episode. I think that probably makes sense once we get back into a bit of rhythm with the pod. But it's I don't think there's anything in there that either of us are surprised by. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you know, I, I've only watched the first one in Tiger Town. Um, mm. So, 
yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, I don't think there's anything in there that really surprises me. I think that no. there were some, I think there were some punches pulled in it. I don't think we're seeing everything, yeah. but you know, there's, there's not a lot that's surprising me. Um, as far as their season goes this year, you know, uh, I said, I said it probably halfway through the year, maybe a bit earlier. Um, they need a halfback. I don't have one. Um, their halfback ain't getting the job done. And he's not going to get the job done at the Tigers. Yeah. He may be able to be resurrected at another club and, and do the job because, you know, he's got talent, but he, he spent too long at that club. He's not the alpha, is he? No, he's not, he's not. And I still don't think Dewey is a 5'8". I mean, I know I agree, he had a decent yeah. game the other week. Totally at 5'8". Um, you know, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather see them... I'd rather see him and Dane Laurie swap when Dane's fit playing Dane Laurie playing six. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if Laurie's body could handle it. That's the concern I'd have. I know he's six. not very big. I know he's not very big, but, uh, you know, there's a few small 5'8s around. I still anyway, reckon I, I, spot, but, yeah. I think you reckon the coach will go. I, I think just, he's gone. I just can't see how he or the CEO think, survive past Tiger Town. Yeah. It's, it hasn't. I don't, I don't think it hasn't. Re- he, it hasn't changed your mind about him. I guess is the way that I would describe it. Yeah, I don't think he should go. To be mm. honest, I think I don't know what other coach they're going to find that's going to do a better job and be more passionate. Um, but I think he will go. Um, I'm not sure of the CEO. The CEO, mate, they call him Teflon for a reason. Uh, nothing really he, sticks. Uh, I I did in. If you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it yet. Actually, he did. They did a um a fly on the wall of him meeting the guy who runs Meriton Apartments, the old bloke, oh, yeah. um, who's worth like some ridiculous amount of money. Trigger boff. That's the one. Um, and I, I encourage it. Watch it, and then we'll we'll reconvene. Uh, I thought okay. it was set up to try and show how great a relationship Pasco had with him. Okay. Let's not just say I, don't, I didn't I didn't buy much of what I watched. Uh, anyway, uh, Tigers, speaking of buying what I've seen, they've had oh, they've lost a bunch of games this year. They've lost what, 14 matches. They've won eight. But they've lost, I think, two or three of the last three games, three or four games that they just had to win from a top eight perspective with insipid performances yeah. and have just rolled out the yeah. door in terms of the finals. But they don't deserve to yeah. be there. And, um, you know, quite frankly, good riddance. Because if this is the way this team well, plays, you, you don't deserve to get anywhere near the finals. Well, mate, they, they've, they've lost four or five games this year that they shouldn't have. Hmm. They've literally lost four or five. The most notable one was when they got beaten at home on the Tommy Radonigas weekend against... North Queensland or the Titans? Yeah, North, North Queensland. Queensland. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. And I don't know why Madge didn't sack five or six of them for the next week, just to make a point. Um, mm-hmm. there, yeah. there were blokes out there not trying. Dead set, not trying. Um, and if any weekend you're going to have a go, it's at, at home. You, you would have for thought a, so. For a weekend. And the last few weeks. Like a Tommy the last few weeks with, with like a final spot there to be taken. And yeah. Like the way they rolled over against the Sharks last weekend after getting back in the game, I just, anyway, yep. the Dragons, speaking of rolling over. Um, and speaking of picking up good Tigers players, man. 2022. What is doing there? Yep. You're, a, you're a Dragons fan and I know we we share barbs about certain things. What 
Anthony Griffin goes out and he signs Gerard Beal on a trial contract. All of a sudden, he's playing every minute of every game. Josh Maguire gets rescued from the Cowboys and is playing significant minutes. But Moses and by, when you've got Jaden Sullivan, Terrell Sloan, um, that Amone kid, why do you sign Moses and by? I'm not going to swear. Okay. Thank you. It saves me from editing it. I've got to be honest with you, mate. Just between you and I. Yeah, there's no one listening to the show anyway. Yeah. But just between you and I, I, I can't figure out for the life of me why they signed Griffin as a coach. I, I can't figure I can't figure it out, mate. Um I'm I'm not seeing the same game he's seeing. And any and everyone that I speak to, including a lot of NRL and ex NRL players, agree with me. Trust me on this. Mm. Um Clueless. Honestly. What was the mentality in signing him? Was it, oh, we're going to become a defensive team? What what, what made you? Th- I, I don't know. Oh. How did he get across the line in front of Dean Young? And I'm not saying I thought, I think Dean Young would have been the answer, but how did he get over that line in front of Dean Young? I don't know. Right um, heritage old Dean Young. Mate, I mean, why hasn't Dufty been playing? Oh, well, he's got dropped he again. Done? He's got dropped again. This What's week? Dufty done? Has Dufty taken a dump in someone's shoe? <laughs> a la Julian O'Neill? I mean, honestly, shoe. has he? In the slo- <laughs> slossy shoe. Slossy what has Duft, Dufty done? Dufty's taken a dump people. somewhere. Uh, I don't know what's doing, but, but is, Dufty is, has, is a poison chalice. So let's work this out. Matt Dufty has been dropped multiple times this year. Corey Norman yep. plays pretty much every week. Yep. Explain yeah. it to me because I can't work it out. Go figure. Then they play um, Jack Bird at fullback. Oh, if there's someone who's not for your sake, for your sake and my sake, and the fact that I am uh, <laughs> a one game from but, being guaranteed three meals in a row. Uh, yeah. Let's just move on from the dragon, shall we? But but let me just answer your question about Embi, mate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get where he fits into the equation. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he fits into the team. Uh, is he Booker? a six? Is he a seven? Is he a one? Is he a nine? Or is he a 14? I'm not sure, but look. So next Moses year they've Mbai, got McCullough and Mbai as their hookers? You're not, you're not yeah. improving any. Like, what are you expecting out of that? Like, Yeah. Well, where's the good that. young blokes? McCullough, well, his name's Reese Robson and he's currently up at North Queensland. He's probably in the Cowboys. Now, is that, was that a, did they sell him or did they loan him? They let him go. They just didn't, they didn't choose to keep him. Um, they had McKinnis, remember? Australian schoolboy. And Australian schoolboy. And then they got rid of McInnes. Uh, McInnes gone to the Sharks. Um, oh. They're going to end up, they're going to end up, I think, maybe trying to get Steve Renoff and Alan Can to play for um, the Dragons because it seems that it's just the resting place of the old Broncos players. Uh, mate, Surely I, Peter I Ryan, a guy could tackle him, might be a good Rhino. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, Darren uh, Smith will be running around as well. Let's bring him back as well. Put a, uh, Dragons, put a line. That's just put a line mathematically in contention. So are the Tigers, but it's not going to happen. No, uh, the Warriors, funny one, uh, because I'm not a huge Nathan Brown fan. I don't think he he's not inspiring, inspiring appointment as coach. He just he's obviously says some good things, and, and some players react, some players don't. But you get to the end of every season with a Nathan Brown team, and you go, I don't get half of what he did this year. 
there's some matches where you see a little bit and you go, okay, that might be a footy team here. He had Sean O'Sullivan play in the halves ring for three straight weeks and they won three games. The moment Chad Townsend was available this last round against Brisbane, he dropped Sean O'Sullivan and brought in Shoshullivan, Shoshullivan, um, Shossy Shoe. Shossy, Shossy. And he brought in Chad Townsend, who's not going to be there next year. Has not shown anything at the poor old Warriors. He's been injured for most of his um, loan there or signing there. What message does that send? Because they were actually mathematically in with a chance. If they'd beaten Brisbane, they're on the same amount of points as the Sharks and the Titans and the Raiders going into the last two weeks of the season. Mm. And they're going to play the Titans and they're going to play the Raiders. What is Nathan Brown doing? To answer your question, probably the same as what Griffin's doing, mate. I'm, I'm unsure. There's some some things that these guys do, and I mean, I'm not saying that I know the ins and outs of everything and mm. every week and every player, but I certainly know that, you know, when you're on a good thing, stick to it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I'm unsure. I don't think Nathan Brown is as bad a coach as Griffin, right? But he's not far behind in that in that little race um mm. because there's some things that he's done nearly his whole career that have been like wow why what happened there just yeah. eyebrow raising you know um mate the warriors you know when we talk about the warriors this year and last year the hat still has to come off they're, they're away from home um you know just just yeah. I'm sure there's i'm sure there's players within their organization that couldn't give a rats and are happy to be here um, and but I'm sure equally there's players that just really want to see their family. They're probably not married and have kids or anything, or yeah. maybe they are and they're here with them. But they certainly would have family back home that they haven't seen. Um, so not easy um, to get them up every week to um, you know because they really don't get a lot of downtime. They're here, they're on the job, you know, like fly in, fly out workers, except they haven't been able to fly out. So. Um, <laughs> I've got to. I've got to say though, I really do hope. I, I said this last time we had a podcast. I really do hope the NRL work out a way to pay them back. Um, you I'd know, love to I, see. I, it. I, would I hope, don't know. I don't know if they'll do it. I would. I would hope that next year that they get that payback, and you know, maybe the first eight rounds or something like that, they get to play every home game, or you know, some whatever that whatever it is, it won't be enough. But I hope they get something. Um, but either way, the Warriors won't be playing you know, after the week, after next. There. No, no Reese Walsh is the bright spot, uh, obviously. He's, yep. been, he's been a real, uh, the breath of fresh air. Great play. Cliche yep. comes to mind. Um, and remember, he's 19. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have situations where it doesn't work out for him. That's how you get better. You learn from those things. The great players of the 80s and the 90s that we all saw, they weren't perfect every week, everybody. Just settle down for two seconds um, and admire Is, is his future... Is his future a one or a six? I think it's a one. I think you yeah, want okay. you want a player like him not being encumbered by having to play down this side every time or this side every time and making 20 tackles. Mm. You want him, he's 19. He's got at least five years of good fullback play ahead of him before his body maybe starts to give up on him. Um, I just don't think there's any any reason to think that he's anything but a one at this stage. Uh, Raiders, let's go to them. The story of the Raiders' season, in a nutshell, is they have lost a lot of games against bad sides, and they now find themselves on the outside looking in to the top eight. I know you told me many a time 
your theories on the on the situation with the players and the coaches. Um, but where we are right now with the Raiders, they're within spitting distance of the eight. That would be considered when you weigh up the whole season a success for them, given you know how the season's played out. But what do you see in regards to Canberra? Because for two years there, they were they were in the top handful of teams, and I just wanted to see what yeah. what, what what do you think of this year? Is it an aberration, or is it a downward slope? Uh, geez, we saw some horrible stuff from at the start of the year. So bad. Oh, they yeah. won the first three games, and then they lost that match against well, the Warriors when they led by like fourteen with ten to go, yeah. and then they've just fallen in a heap since. We've seen them a little bit like um, a little bit like the Tigers. We've seen them lose games they shouldn't have lost. Uh, quite a few of them, more than the mm. Tigers. I mean, if if Canberra had converted all of their Halftime leads, or I think or they're only still in seventh or eighth. They're not necessarily way up the ladder, but yeah, it's it. Would no, have been but they're they're solid. They're solidly in the eight. Yeah, uh, probably without as much stress or, or hair loss to to coach Stewart. Um, mate, I don't know. You know, like Ricky's an intense character. I, you know, I've said this before. I, I would have yeah. loved to have played footy for Ricky or with yeah. Ricky. I think he he would have been sensational. Um, but maybe that just wears out after a while. Maybe that that energy, some players, it, it loses its effectiveness. I'm not too sure. Um, but I do know that they've suffered this year from not having a halfback. Oh. Sam Williams, as he as he tries, I know you're not a fan. He certainly tries his his butt off. Uh, he's since just George, limited, man. He's just limited. Yeah, he's he's, he's limited on talent, but he tries. Um, but since George went home. Um, you know, when when he packed up his packed up his bat and ball and and went home, um, they seem to have to fall off the radar. It's, it's been a it's been a tough year for them, mm. for the Raiders. I think that they're better than what we're seeing where they are at the moment on the ladder. Um, I'd like to see them get into the eight. I like I like the Raiders, um, but. Look, I, I don't know what to put it down to because there's a lot of internal stuff going on there that that even even you know Gould Gus was was kind of pontificating about he was wasn't he earlier in the year yeah. yeah and he was talking about going to dinner with with Ricky back when we could go to dinner with friends <laughs> um, and talking about it and apparently he did catch up with him for that dinner and um, you know. May have, may have given him some advice, and I don't know if it worked or not. But look, I, I think I think there were some internal problems there. There was some obviously some um, player um, player disharmony, uh, either with the coach or with each other. And you know, we've heard, we've had some reports come out just in this last week about Curtis Scott and the shenanigans, um, you know, and and the Raiders did just they basically dumped him this week. Uh, or last weekend, and he's gone. So there's obviously been a, some disruption there, you know, ever since Bateman um, up and left as well. So I'm not, mate. I'm not sure. It might be. It might remain one of the great mysteries. I mean, have you got any theories on what you think's happening? I think what they've found this year, and this is just you know observation from left field, but they'd got through on that. You know, Ricky always talked about the hard work and the effort, and it, you know he never doubted what he got out of his team. 
And that that reaped rewards for two straight years there. I got to a grand final, I got to a prelim, and the talent was there on the field. This year, they had a bunch of games where that wasn't enough, and then it wasn't enough the next week, and then it wasn't enough the next week. And before you know it, they've lost seven of eight. And the confidence that you build on those two years before is just gone. It's evaporated. Mm. And my biggest criticism of Ricky and I guess the, the way that Canberra have played is that they've played dour football. It's been like, yeah. you know, we're going to go back to that, you know, trenches and the effort and but it's not getting results. And I look at Canberra's side and I, I look at Jack Whiten, who has been, you know, the word I used at the start of the show was underwhelming for the season. That is, that is Jack White in a nutshell this year. is underwhelming. Um, but there's been no release of the shackles with the Raiders. And it really surprised me. I thought that, that Ricky might have unleashed Tom Starling at nine and moved uh, Hodgson to seven because he could play that role. It didn't happen. He persisted with the Sam Williams control in the game theory. And we are where we are. To, to borrow the old Bill Parcells things that I've statement I'm used a couple of times. You are what your record says you are. And right now, Canberra, 9 and 13. Yeah, well, you know, another another old saying, I don't know if it was Bill or someone, maybe someone else said, you know, you in football, you get what you deserve. Um, and it's 90% correct, I think, that saying. Yeah. Um, I, I, more, more than playing Hodgson at seven and, and doing that kind of merry-go-round, I, I've been surprised with a bit of Ricky's management of of bench um, this year. Starling's I mean, been criminally. Well, Starling, uh, well that that, and also your best player, um, Papa Lee. Oh, on the bench for um, half the game. Some sometimes I'm not, I'm not sure, but anyway, I mean, look, at least you guys have still got the chance to play finals football, um, and you're not relying on other teams losing. I think. Well, you might be. You might. Yeah, be. if we won both our games, we get in. I think is is the get in. Okay. It should should. So get you in. win. But you've got to beat the Roosters in the last round. Got to beat the, got to beat the Warriors this week, and then they've got to beat the Roosters, and then have um, and then the Titans and Sharks can't win both their games. They can only win one. Right. We'd leapfrog yeah. one of those two. So, times. yeah. So you're more more of a chance than the Dragons or the Tigers, or you know, <laughs> or so, the Warriors. Hold on, you're right about Whiten. Whiten has been the most disappointing player this year compared to his performances last year. Um, you know, and, and that could just be a big confidence singer. It could be a reflection of what's going on at Canberra. Don't know. Yeah. So. The, the the underlying thing for me with with Whiten is that when the game's been there for a player to step up, quite frankly, he has not. He hasn't gone looking for the ball, and he hasn't imparted himself on the match. The one time I remember this year him doing it, and we actually lost the match, was the game against South in Canberra, where there were two disallowed tries to him. When he tried, yep. he absolutely took the game by the scruff of the neck and, and tried to get us across the line. Since I then, I, I just be honest, it, it just hasn't been there. And he has not, he, he's let Sam Williams be the guy. And unfortunately, Sammy Williams, he can't be You're that not guy. the guy. Um, the Titans, uh, if they'd had Cam Smith out of retirement or <laughs> as that late season. Hey, he still might come. He still might come. We're still getting loans. Pretty Lussick just joined the Dragons. Um, mm. They're outside. They're, they're currently equal points with Cronulla, but um, outside the eight on differential. It's a pass mark for me because they're in the mix with two rounds to go. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call out the the management of Defa Feeder from um, Jay Holbrook, um, and even to a degree 
um, Jamal Fogarty. A few weeks back, they, they won a few games. They played the Bulldogs, they played the Cowboys, and they played somebody else. And they, they put a number on all three sides, okay? I was a Titans, the Dragons possibly. And they just ripped them off. And, and, and Holbrook went, Dave, I'm going to re-energize you. I'm going to put you on the bench the first 20, 25 minutes. I'm going to bring you on. You're going to run up the most weak defender and we're going to carve up. And it worked, okay? It worked. But then in consecutive weeks, they played the Rabbitohs in the storm. And the first game against the Rabbitohs, he left him off the field for 25 minutes. It was only 12-0, but it felt like it was more than that. And the game was pretty much gone. The comp is so average in the teams down from like five down that you can, you can have that approach and you can get results. But I don't understand with a player like Fafita why you don't want him on the field for 80 minutes. They're decisions that are in the Nathan Brown category and the Anthony Griffin category. You, 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 you're outthinking yourself. Like you're paying him a million bucks. He's got to learn how to defend. He doesn't learn how to defend on the bench because that's his biggest issue because he doesn't put his body on the line like a lot of other players. And I'm just, that's, that's the observation. But when he runs the ball, he's a machine. So you're going to play, pay a guy a million bucks a year to play 55 minutes a game and potentially come on the field when the game's lost. If I don't make and, the eight. And you, and you don't want him to defend either. Yeah. He sounds, he sound, he sounds like an NFL player. Yeah, he's a running back. Just bring bring him on for the running back job. Once you get inside yeah. the twenty zone, twenty meter zone, just bring him on to punch the touchdown in. Mm. Yeah. To me, that's a bit of a, a a thing on the Titans where I just go, they're not a team where you can get to that stage of, of being selective in how you use your players. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have the core enough of the team that you know Tino's been good for them. Flutter Wake has been great. Jared Wallace has had a, a almost a career year this year. Um, yeah. They've got through the season with Mitch Rain and Aaron Clark at hooker. Um, Fogarty's been good when he's been healthy, but then he was healthy and they kept going with Sexton. That mm. was against the South. I don't know. I just feel like the Titans are a team that this year really should have been used as building for next year. And I just feel like yeah. Holbrook got a little bit too clever and I think it might end up costing them a spot in the eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it is... Is uh, Ash Taylor's future still up in the air? Is well, he because just... he got dropped this week? Yeah, You're right. So they've gone with Tyrone Peaches. Like right. So it sounds like they won't be staying with him for next year. Yeah. They won't be staying there next year. You know, Ash Taylor to me, Ash Taylor to me, I reckon would work at somewhere like Canberra. He might not like the weather, but, <laughs> but. Um, I reckon someone like Stuart would get the best out of Ash Taylor. I really do. Not going to be on the Gold Coast. Uh, I think that's pretty clear because they're going to. I reckon they'll they'll transition Sexton into six, or Fogarty into six next year. I don't think you'll um, see mm. any other combo in the halves for them. Um, so do you, do you give them a do you, do you give them a pass? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I think even if they miss the eight, uh, it's been a year of improvement. They did only just missed the eight last year, I think, in the wash mm. up, but. It's just, all about next just year for the record, just for the record, I think everyone below the Raiders for me, apart from the Broncos, gets a fail. Oh, Broncos are a fail. They had that. They, 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 oh, no, they I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to give them a total fail. I'm going to okay. give them a, a 50, a 50 okay. out of 100. 
<laughs> only because of the, the improvement that we've seen. What about a four out of eight? And we can give them a four out of eight or a three out of six if you want to go there. Mathematics. It's our strong point here and not the footy show. Yeah. Um, but that's half the team, so I won't be enough. Uh, Great. I think we'll go to a break and we'll race through the top eight because we said we'd be really quick and we've ended up in five minutes on every single side You so spent far, 25 so. minutes on the Bulldogs, mate. Come on. <laughs> we'll be back after the break on episode 240. No, 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 go past this, past this part. In fact, never play this again. Okay, it's finals time because these teams are actually in the finals right now. Right, do you want to go back to the Bulldogs, Rob? Are you sure? You sure you don't want to go back to the Bulldogs? No, let's leave the, let's leave the Bulldogs alone, mate. <laughs> Let's leave Trent. Trent can just uh, simmer in his own juices over there at yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah, he can. He can. Uh, the Sharks are an eight. They've been very ordinary this year. They sacked their coach after a month. Uh, Josh Hannay hasn't exactly ride the ship, but they've had you know a few good games here and there. And if you want to bring back the Parcells quote, they're nine and thirteen as well, but they're actually in pole position for eighth spot. Uh, their last two weeks, I think they play the Broncos this week. Then they get the Storm. They beat the Broncos. They probably are in the eight, even if they get smashed by the Storm in the last round because um, the Titans will have to win um, one of the two games and improve their differential to get past them. Cronulla, yeah. meh. That's how I wrap them up. Just meh. Hmm. I'm interested. Do you reckon, do you reckon um, Fitzy's been calling in via Zoom to... You know, speak to well, Hannay's got a job there next year. So you, can if so, you can guarantee yeah. that he has been. And if so, isn't that a bit weird? Isn't it a bit strange? Mm. He's coaching another team at the moment. I'm, you may not be head coach, but uh, when was the last time they played? Actually, that's the really good. Yeah. Any ideas? No, no idea. Let, let me just. But check I wonder this if you talk. I wonder if both teams are staying in the same hotel complex. I'm not sure. Okay. The last the time the, were. the Sharks played the Roosters was in round five. So I would say mm. a lot of phone calls have been made <laughs> between now and then because yeah. there's yeah. no way that they've impacted uh, anything that's been happening um, on the mm. other team. Interesting. Yep. Do, you, do you give... Although do you they, give, they might play each other in the finals, will they? No, it's entirely possible. Uh, if the Roosters, yeah, the Roosters finish fifth and the Sharks play eight, get eight. Uh, I guess the phone calls stop then for about a week. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Fitzy walks out the door the moment the uh, Roosters get knocked out of the finals. Um, yeah. Look, they're, 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 they're look, they lost, they lost, they lost a couple lost of Johnson. players. It, they lost Johnson and to Chad the, Townsend. The, I know you don't Wade like Graham, Chad, but Wade Graham yeah. to the head stuff. Um, yeah. Look, they've done. So, the story yeah, for me for them is Will Kennedy has been phenomenal this year. Yeah, the player that I last agree. year was pretty good in stages. Yep. He went, he's got some ability. This year, mm. he's been the straw that stirs the drink for for the um, Sharkies, yep. and and you know it's been really really good for him. Mm. I like. I also like their their center, their back row of center. What's his name? Talakai is it? No, Theo Sipa. Talakai. He's playing second row yeah. center. Yeah, um, I like him. He's, like he's, like a, him mach- well. he's a machine. Um, Connor Tracy and has been, and Connor Tracy has been outstanding for them this year. He is, yeah, yeah. 
he's a rugby league player. He's he just has a crack and makes a difference. So I'm yep. a big fan of yep. of Connor. They, as I said, they've got to get through uh, the Broncos this week. They win that and they should make the eight, but um, they don't really want to be getting mm. to the last round and having to beat the Storm. Uh, Newcastle, mate. Um, when they've had everybody available, they've looked okay. Yeah, but oh, that's I really, say, yeah. I really don't rate O'Brien much in his tactics. Uh, I think a lot of his ills are solved by the MPS uh, K Ponga mm. combination when they're on the field. I think you mentioned um, yep. Clifford arriving and, and doing a job for him. Yeah, uh, for the year, I, I don't understand his use of Connor Watson. At the best of times, there he's a difference maker, and for some reason, <laughs> and neither does Connor. <laughs> Connor Watson's taken less money to go to the Roosters. That tells you everything you need to know about everything you need to know. Everything. I, yep. He's got he's got a role there at the at the Knights to play that role at thirteen if he wanted to, and he's yep. taking a bench role at the Roosters next year. That tells you everything yep. you need. To know. And he's leaving his best mate, Caelan Ponga. Um, yeah, astounding. But is he? The uh, Roosters need another fullback, do they? Teddy, Teddy passed uh, it like everybody else has been saying. I don't know. They might need a full. They might not need a fullback, but he can play other places. Five eight. He can bring Nathan Brown. He, that's, where, just to... that's that's where he'll end up. That's where yeah. he'll end up. I think he'll um, be a six. What do you reckon with Newcastle? I think their form of the last month's been a little bit of an illusion. I don't think they're a very good football I, side. I don't trust Newcastle to win games that matter. That, that that's how I feel about Newcastle. Um, you know, you can't, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put the house on them. You you wouldn't go and gamble on them because, no. you know, it's it's so. You know, I know there's no sure bet in gambling, but geez, I, I'd feel unsafe putting ten bucks on them. Um, <laughs> and I don't gamble. I sound like a seasoned gambler, um, <laughs> I, mate. No, look, I, I I think you're right. I think Mitchell Pearce when he's up. And when he's playing well, and they've got Ponga firing at the back, and um, you know, and and Clifford's kind of doing a job for. Him. I, I think they're they're a little bit more reliable. But as soon as they lose one of those links in the chain, they're not yeah. like the Storm. They can't win a game, no. you all. know, without Ponga. Well, they've won games, but not many without Ponga or Pierce. So um, and or Pierce. So yeah, I, I'll give them a pass mark for the year for merely ending up where they are. But um, geez, I can't. I, I can't imagine them going too deep. Well, three weeks ago, they were on the outside looking on the top eight with a horrible differential. Now they're in seventh and they're pretty much safe. That's the competition yep. in a nutshell right there. Oh, it's, it's, uh, a, it's a soft, soft competition. Yeah. Parramatta. Oh, yeah. Um, Parramatta. Parramatta. What's the matter, Parramatta? Mate, I, look, with Para, I... Um, I'm not sure the coach is going to last. Mm. Um, I'm not sure the coach has got too many more answers. Yeah. And I don't like to blame it all on the coach because I think there's some attitude there as well with, with Para. Um, you know, we know that, that Moses has been called a, a flat track bully a couple of times. Daniel Spare um, from me, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, like for those that don't understand what that means, it just means he, he when things are going right, he's good. Um, but when the backs are against the wall, um, he, he goes missing, and, and 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 you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, but that, that's halfbacks for you." you know, if the, if the forwards aren't going forward, what can the halfback do? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what the halfback can do. I watched a game last week with Penrith and Souths, 
Yeah. And South were running roughshod over Penrith. You and, wrote you wrote them off. You said Penrith are gone. You, you messaged me and said they're gone. Oh yeah, absolutely, I did. Until and, and but Cleary kept playing football. Cleary yeah. kept, you know, getting his kicks in, and and it really was Cleary that kept them kept the rudder going, and 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 they weathered the storm. Parramatta don't have a win like that in them. No. When Parramatta get twelve behind, it's all over, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's not too many teams that will lose to Parramatta if they get a twelve point head start. Um, yeah, look, I, I find them a little bit, I, I find Parramatta a little bit soft underbelly, a bit spineless. Um, you know, and I know that sounds harsh, and I don't mean it for the individual players. I just think as a team, yeah. they're a little bit, um, yeah, they roll over. There's nothing easily. to get excited about if you're a Parramatta fan. Based on what you've seen they've in the got, last the six or eight weeks, it's just it's it's. They've got the cattle. Oh, they they, they do have the. Reed no, I, I actually do. Well, no, but when He's Reed is, I'm forwards. talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about 2022. They've got cattle. To to go deeper and be a bit more formidable than they are. I don't know if they've got cattle to win a premiership. They're, they're a couple of players short, but um, I think with a better coach. And I'm not saying that Freddie's the answer that everyone keeps tossing his yeah. name up, but I think with a better coach, they might go a bit deeper than than where they're going to finish this year. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, halfway through the year or two thirds of the way through the year, I thought these guys are all right, you know, like they. But just just recently, I've seen, you know, the, from the bits and pieces I've seen in the last six or seven weeks, you know, they, they, they they're predictable to me. I don't, I don't see anything fresh with them, but mm. there is some hope, I think, in that is Dylan Brown needs to be the focal point of that team. It, it needs to go off Marnie and into Dylan Brown. And the reason I say that is mm. the way that Moses plays is predictable. The way Gutherson chimes into that back line is very predictable. There's nothing yeah. – you just, you just have to focus on stopping Moses' kicking game and put heaps of pressure on him. And you got to stop Bathurst's ability to wrap around the back on the left-hand side, and that's Parramatta. Yeah. And mm. that's why you saw the best of their football when Reid Marnie was doing a lot of that Darby half. And I just think yeah. that Dylan Brown is a really good player and needs to be not just stationed out of an edge all the time. Uh, and whether that's a new coach that needs to bring that in, because um, yeah, I feel for Parramatta fans in some respects, uh, the ones that all started supporting Parramatta from 1997 onwards. I feel for them. <laughs> anyone who was like, before then, anyone who was before then and enjoyed all the, the premierships, you don't. I don't feel any any sympathy for you whatsoever because you saw your team win multiple comps. Um, suck it. Yeah. Imagine uh, that. Imagine getting on the bandwagon. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Bob Lidner is the poster boy for that. They saw yeah. Bob Lidner was as a hero of the Queensland competition. He's a mm. state of origin superstar, and he signed with Parramatta to replace Ray Price, and they sucked, yeah. and he lasted a year. <laughs> And that's pretty much um, the long and the short of Parramatta. Uh, Manly, we're getting to some good teams now. Uh, Tommy is amazing. Tommy has had a season that I wish would end up with a Dalian. I don't know if it's going to happen because I don't know if he's played. He'll have played enough games compared to maybe a, a Cody Walker oh, okay. who will get a lot of lot yeah. of votes because of that stretch for for the um, bunnies of winning ten in a row. Walker could conceivably yeah. get like. 20-something points from that those 10 games. Um, mm. I want Tommy to be player of the year based on just the MVP argument, because he is. Yep. 
Um, yeah. Cleary has had an amazing season that everyone forgets about because that's the way that people's minds are, are wired. They ignore everything from about origin, from round one to origin. And then everything yeah. after that, they think, oh, that's, that's yeah. the best player in the They comp. remember the back end of the year. And uh, I feel sorry for Cleary in that regard. But Tommy is just irresistible. He is playing like Brett Mullins did for two years for the Raiders, but with more ball playing ability. He's had that yep. impact. He's of 94, 95, Mullins was phenomenal, but Tommy makes everyone else better. Brett mm. just made amazing things happen. And Tommy is probably my favorite player to watch just ahead of Teddy. And the reason that I like him more than Teddy is that what he does, he seems a little bit more, I'll set up somebody else in my head first. Yeah. But if I need to do it myself, I will. Teddy's a little bit more, yeah. I'll create Him something first. with myself. Mm. And if that's not working, then I'll, I'll make something else happen because I'm good enough to get away and, and create that for mm. other people. And that's not a slow on mm. Tedesco. You've got to work with what works for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tommy, is, Tommy is making... Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick look like Noah Nadruku and Ken Nagus. He, re- they really, he really is. Mm. Yeah. Or Willie Carter look, and Michael Hancock. But, pick, your, pick your great wing combinations. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's a special player. Um, you know, and you, you kind of likened him to, to uh, Mullins. And I agree. The only difference between them two is, I think, well, two differences. Mullins is probably a little bit quicker. And Tommy's a lot bigger. Um, mm. Tommy's a big body, you yeah. Know, um, and can you know can knock people over. Height wise, I think they're of, very similar, actually, from from, from memory. Yeah, I think I think the body shape of Mullins was a lot leaner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Tom Tommy's just like six foot two, um, so he's quite tall. But either way, both great players and both so important to their football teams. Um, you know. Manly haven't won too many games this year without Tommy on the team, uh, on the field. Um, and and look, Manly are doing good things. You know, it's not just Tommy, but it, it's got a lot to do with Tommy. But Daly Cherry Evans is having a really good year. Um, great, you know, great football. Uh, great football. Yeah, yeah, good footballer. And and really, you <laughs> know, right? J- Jake, Jake, Tommy's brother is doing really well. They're, they're a good team. I think on their day, if they play their very best game. Um, they could, they could probably beat anyone in the in the comp. My issue with that, not so much. I don't disagree with you that on their day, that that's they could do. They're gonna they're gonna have to do it. If they don't finish in the top four. They have to do it for what four straight weeks. I don't think they've. Well, got yeah. That. Look, where are they finishing? Four. They're uh, currently in fifth. They're currently in fifth. fifth. And uh, who have they got? They got they got an easy run. They've got um, uh, the Bulldogs this week, which could be an absolute bloodbath. And then yeah. they end up with the Cowboys. So they'll win both their games. As long as Tommy right. so and um, will they DC stay in both fifth play. Then? Uh, it all depends on whether the Roosters drop both games. So if the Roosters drop, because okay. um, the Roosters are two points clear, uh, the Roosters are on 32 and the Seagulls are on 30. If uh, the Roosters drop both games, then the Seagulls definitely right. go past them. Um, if the Roosters drop one game, then the Seagulls would go past them on differential. But if the Roosters do the Seagulls want to go past them? Oh, you want you want the opportunity to potentially have a week off. You do. I I don't think there's any because the 
the, the reward of finishing fourth is that you play the play the storm, I guess. I think you want to play yeah, the to get that, you want to play the, you want to play to the storm that before. Week off, you got to, really? I reckon you do. I, know, I think the storm the storm can bash you in that first week. You know, I mean to to win the comp, you're going to have to beat the storm sometime. But do you want to try and play them twice? In saying that, yeah, the point you do make though is if you if you avoid the storm. Actually, I'm not sure completely how that works across the the crossover, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I'd prefer to yeah. play the storm I, straight up. Because anyway, you can play yeah, again in the grand final. I know, but I, I would rather I'd rather the storm eat eat the roosters. You have a relatively easy game against the sharks, and slide into next week being pretty fresh. Mm. Any fresh week, I think, is a good week. Um, you might not get the week off, but either way, um, Manly Manly are going to go. I think further in this finals comp than than the roosters. Um, I should because I think I just think they. I should. I, I, I do think I do think they will. Um, I think they've got a better half, um, a more seasoned, smarter half at this point in their careers. Um, and and like I say, Manly on their day, if if if, if Penrith or or the Storm are a little bit off, Manly can beat them if they have their best game. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited by Manly this year. I don't even like them. I don't like Manly at all. I hate Manly. But, I hate Manly the passion. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I'm excited uh, by them a little bit. So. I'm not as excited about the Roosters and they've done a remarkable job to be what they've won 15 of, of 22 games. But yeah. that football, that, that excellence, um, look, they've lost players and you, you can't discount that. But oh, look at who they've lost. The, this is not the same uh, trench warfare kind of Roosters. And I think that's just fatigue over a number of years. And we, we definitely covered this off at the end of last year. You know, it was a miracle they'd be managed to stay up for three years and they end up getting knocked out in straight sets. Mm. This is the reset year in some respects. It's been accelerated by the fact that so many players are out. They've lost half their team, half their starters, if well, not more. Not, yeah, but not only that, mate. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems to me that somebody, I know this is going to sound very conspiracy theory-like. I like a good conspiracy theory. Someone has neutered the, um, the roosters, mate. Radley's scared to to hit anyone now. I mean, and so and so is Angus. Um, you know, uh, like they're not the team they were when those guys were all firing. And I know that I'm, I'm sounding a little bit like oh the old days, but honestly, if if, if Angus and and Radley can can play the way that they the be, the best way they play, mm-hmm. teams are intimidated by them. With Jared, we're here, we're a hard. Well, let me count it with the JWH thing. He's done a few things this year that surely should have ended in suspensions, and somehow he skated. Yeah, because maybe because the Roosters fans would, had had already lost Radley for five weeks, <laughs> and the judiciary felt five. sorry for him. Maybe, yeah. um, you know. Uh, anyway, I, I think I think the biggest thing now with the Roosters is they've lost Kiri. They lost Lamb Keery's for a loss. considerable Keery's the massive amount loss. of the oh. year. Yeah. Oh, um, such a great player. The, so Tedesco's really been carrying the team and Sam Walker's done a really good job. But, you know, he's, he's only, what, 10 games, 12 games into his yeah. career, something like yeah. that. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's doing phenomenally well. Um, 
he just hasn't got all of the experience he needs. That's all. Yeah. Uh, look, they've got through with a bit part forward pack. They've they've had five five forwards every week that you go, yeah, they're first grade quality, and then you look at their bench and you go, who? Mm. Uh, that's the job that I think I give I give um, the Roosters and the coaching staff credit is that they've found ways to cobble together enough yep. minutes out of their forward pack to end up with 15 wins from 22 games. It's been a, a great effort, but yep. there is a team that Big just effort. screams out in straight sets if they make the top four. It is the Roosters. Um, but and and that's, why I say, that's, why I, that's why I say to you, I don't know if Manly's best option is to try and get into that fourth position. Um, okay. I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I want to play Melbourne in the first week of the finals. Okay. Now, these two next two teams won't play Melbourne in the first week of the finals. That's guaranteed. Let's start with the Bunnies. They won 10 in a row, whatever it was, uh, after they got smashed by um, the Storm and uh, Panthers in, I think it was very close to each other at the start of the, or 10 rounds into the season. They have the, the attacking game to challenge anybody. Gus has been huge on the fact that he thinks their defence is just spineless, to, to paraphrase him. Mm. Um, but that's how he feels about him. My concern with them is that what I saw against Penrith was a team that um, went hard really early, had the foot in the throat, and didn't finish the job. This is before Cleary started getting them back into the game. And I don't think they're going to get a 12 0 lead against the Panthers next time they play them. I don't think they're going to get a 12 0 lead against the Storm. They may not get a 12-0 lead against Manly, but I think they could come back against Manly. What really worries me about South is that what they can do against ordinary sides is outstanding and it's ruthless. Mm. But I am not as big a fan of Cody Walker's playmaking as some people want to say out there. Just because you've got high tri-assist numbers doesn't mean that you are the greatest playmaker since Cliff Lyons, as someone anointed him the other day. Um, that man was a genius. Cody is very, very good, but it's same, same with Cody. And it's similar to the whole Clint Gutherson system at Parra. You know what he's going to do. Can you, can you negate it when you see it? Can you also limit his chances by keeping the other team out of your attacking 20? That's the thing yeah. with, with South. Um, that I would just, I just think that the ticket on South is, is that if Damien Cook can't run a market dummy half, the space that Reynolds and um, Walker then create off the back of that, off that space, just isn't there. And and we saw in the second half against the Panthers, Cody didn't have a lot of answers. He really didn't. And that's my concern with South. But Cookie was pretty quiet uh, last week, I thought, on the grand scheme yeah. of things. Even in their first 25 minutes, he didn't do a whole lot. Um, they looked after him. Um, Penrith, that's that uh, looked after him. And I, I don't know. I, look, I know that they had 12 points on Penrith. And I know that Penrith had a, a little bit of a wobbly wobbly wheel on. But, you know, I, I thought I thought to myself, I sent you a text saying, Penrith are going to probably lose this. Mm. And probably about four or five minutes later, I was sure they would because they started to make inroads. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if... If, if if that's South's best, if that's South's, I think there's three other enough. teams in the top. Yeah. Three three other teams in the top five that can beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, 
um, and, and, and we know who they are, including Manly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like South. I like what they do when they when they play a lot through the middle, you know, like when they, they get Cam Murray working uh, and Damien Cook and, and, you know, and then they play their one or two backs plays. But I think the, the key, the, the real key is to keep playing through the middle with, with South. Um, when they go too much to the edge and it falls over, it's almost like they, they lose a little bit of confidence mm. um, when their usual tricks aren't working. But they, that's where they looked that, – that they really looked dangerous last week through the middle. Um, Cookie wasn't doing that much, but Murray was making um, inroads and Burgess was making inroads. Tyler was playing you know, well. Yeah, he's a big back in play. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the key, the key I think, is to keep running – keep getting through – going through the middle, you know, with, with South uh, – well, for South to do that. Um, but they've got to be a lot more um, – like you say, foot on the throat, and um, and don't take, don't let the pressure off. I'm sure they didn't mean to do that last week, um, but yeah, I, mate, I, I really can't see them. I hope I'm wrong in a way because I like South. They've got I, a I mean, team I'm a, that I'm happy to say has won the comp this year if they win it. Like it's it's a team that yeah. I go, that's a premiership winning team. It really is. It's yeah. got the quality. Yeah, the at fullback, etc. Um, but my biggest prop worry with South. Is on the defensive side of the ball. Cody Walker and Dane Gagai defending next to, next to each other. That is yeah. where I'm going every day, every Sunday, well, every Monday, every Tuesday, every well, that, day. I am. Well, that's where Penrith went. Yeah. I'm just. I am hammering down that edge, and I'm getting rewards. Mm. And yeah, and, and, and that's exactly how Benny fix that. I don't know. I don't know if he can. I don't think so. Uh, there was something very telling said by Cooper Cronk on the Matty Johns podcast last night. He pretty much rode off South as long as Wayne Bennett was coach in this competition. Okay. Okay. Was, I yeah, don't well, know how look, I got through Cooper the might, quickly, but it was Cooper it was might see point. something there that, let, let's be honest, you know, um, Gagai and Walker have been playing together for a long time now. Um, if it was going to get fixed, it would have been fixed by now. Yeah. Fair point. You know. Fair point. Let's get to the top two teams, mate. Um, if you've lasted yep. this long in the podcast, everybody, um, I'll send you a gift card uh, or something from Sloshy Stew. Uh, the Panthers. Yes. They were minor premiers just waiting to happen. Yep. And then in a space of about two weeks, they weren't. Origin happened. Which happens. And I, it's, it's the yep. byproduct of being good. And I don't want to ever hear people complain about, oh, my player, player's origin. Well, that's what happens. That's life. Yeah, that's exactly that's, what happens. You know, you get rewarded for being good, ideally. Well, look, well, look, look who was out. You had Luai out, Cleary out, Toto at the, at Yo. the you know, after two games a bit. Yo. Coruscant um, didn't play yeah. and didn't play. Like, <laughs> how'd that work for him against the, the Tigers? Then, yeah. then Cleary got injured. And, and, and they, 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 didn't tread water as much as they skated around the ice without having skates on. They just didn't quite, they, they are out there and they're still going okay. They were sort of staying up, but they didn't look like they move around very freely. Luai came back too early from his knee injury and I still don't reckon he's right. Um, I'm a bit concerned they're bringing back Tyo this week, this early from a syndesmosis, but if he's fit, he's fit. I guess the danger with him is... Well, what I last time... Gus said last time he did that syndesmosis, he was out for nine weeks. So 
it's only four, isn't quite it? Surprised. It's five, I think. Yeah. This I will just, be the sixth. The concern week. for me is he redoes it and then he's out for the finals. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised he's back this week, but he's huge for him. Um, they've got they've got deficiencies. They really do, but yeah. they've also got the best intent. Well, the equal best attempt, because I think the, the Storm are fantastic in the way they play the footy. Um, they just do it a little bit more calculated, I think, in certain areas. Um, but the attacking nature of Penrith, it's a, it's a joy to watch. And you can see our demeanour change. You can't see Rob's demeanour change. You can see my demeanour change. We are genuinely excited when you watch these two teams play because they, yeah. play, they play rugby league the way that, not so much the right way, it's the most refreshing way that rugby league is played in today's football. It's just, yeah. it's high tempo. It's win the play the ball in the, in the ruck and defence. And it's being willing to blow a team out of the park, off the park, when you get the opportunity. And they will mm. be the second seed because I don't think the Storm lose their last two games. But what they will do is that they will, um, they will jump into a prelim final, I think, in the first attempt. I don't see them. I don't see him not making the third week of the finals. Yeah, look, I, as long as Cleary's, you know, as long as Cleary's there, um, they could probably lose one or two others, and I hope they don't lose any of them. But um, yeah, clear, if they lose Cleary, then oh, yeah. I, I, I think they could go out backwards. But it's Joey um, John's Joey esque sort of impact at Newcastle back yeah, in the mid two thousands. Yeah, very much. Um, but the way that they play football, mate, I, I, I don't find any other team really um, other than the Storm as much fun to watch, um, you know, and, and they're a little unpredictable as well. Um, you know, they're unpredictable in their predictability, if that makes sense, because I, I think for a while there, maybe 18 months ago, they were very predictable in everything that they did. But you'll see the same plays now that's just not at the, with the same frequency. Um, they play different tempos at different times and and I think you know they're they're really refreshing to watch and I and I just I love the way that um Cleary controls the game I mean I've, I've been an unabashed fan of Cleary since Same. really since probably his second year in grade um and, and I you know I think he's a phenomenal player and I think um he's our shining light for New South Wales he's the guy that's gonna you know get us a few um uh, a few series in a row and for Penrith you know he's their favourite son at the moment um, just like Brandy was back in the day and and, and Freddie and yeah. so um, no it's 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 uh, it's an exciting time for Penrith but I mean let's let's move on to the storm mate um, because they are they're, right now they're the um, they're, you know they're going to finish as minor premiers yeah. uh, and they're the ones that are, are setting the pace so to speak on on how to play um, they're the ones that are the, the you know, the, the example. Their, their speed at what it, we, the speed at which they do everything is faster than everybody. It just, it just yep. is. Uh, Penrith have the attacking game to match Melbourne, but I don't think they have the intensity quite turned up. Definitely not this stage, but they've shown it different mm. times in the last 12 months that they can do that. But there is a, there is a level to Melbourne that just says... If you can get to near us, good luck to you. Then you've mm. got to try and beat us on the scoreboard. And I love that about Melbourne. Um, I don't like some things they do. I still think they get away with murder and slowing the play of the ball down, particularly with the six agains. It's just, it's, it's a phenomenal 
ability yeah. to have influenced how referees referee them. And you can complain to me if you're a Melbourne fan, but I watched a lot of football over a long period of time in Bellamy Law, and he is just the best at it. Any player that comes to Melbourne, the first thing they learn, the first thing they learn, it's not how to breathe, it's not how to tie your shoelace up, it's how to win the play the ball with the wrestle. Yeah. If you don't learn it, you yep. do not play first grade. If you don't learn it, you don't play for the Sunshine Coast Falcons. If you don't learn it, you don't play for the Werribee Colts or whatever their names are in Melbourne competition if they were still playing. You have to yep. be able to actually do it exactly how you're taught and it needs to be ingrained in you by the time the preseason starts. Not the season yep. starts, the preseason starts. And that's the level yep. of excellence that he demands. And then you compare that to almost every other team. They haven't got that. Mm. Players don't have that yep. attention to detail. They don't have that design. No, are, it's phenomenal. I think Penrith's the closest. They are, but they're not at the yeah, level. No, no. Yeah. Um, and and I and I honestly think you know if it is a Penrith and and a Storm final, uh, if they're both on their game, Storm win. Mm. Um, Penrith needs the Storm to be just half a click down from a ten for them to 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 win the game. Or a referee um, that Storm is, f- is happy to call six agains or penalise and just. And just take the sting out of that Melbourne ruck um, dominance. Yeah, it's that's all they need, but they need it to happen to, to open that, that yeah. door. That's right. And and I mean, the only other thing that would probably open the door a little bit for Penrith would be if they were without a Harry Grant or or if they were without a Munster or something like that. Um, and I hope for Penrith's sake they're not down on on troops. Um, I hope Penrith get to the grand final, and I hope that the Storm do too because they're the two best teams. Yeah. Um, and I hope that, uh, I mean, I, w- I would like Penrith to, to win that grand final, but I want them to win fair and square. I don't, yeah. You know, I, I don't want them to have a leg up. But there's a fair bit of football to go to then, mate. Um, there is. You know, but clearly, clearly, clearly the Storm are the, um, you know, are leading the race in, in who the example is to, to follow. So, um, you know, there's still, what have we got? We've got two more weeks of football and then we've got yeah. four weeks of four finals. Four weeks of finals. Uh, on Melbourne, two questions for you. Would you start Harry Grant and push uh, Brandon Smith to lock to start the game, or would you keep doing what they've been doing for the season? Um, no. I, look, I, I'm, I'm not even in the beginning of a pimple on, on Bellamy's <laughs> butt, but I, I like the idea of starting Smith and um, bringing Grant on. That's what I like. I like the idea of Smith playing nine for the first 15, 10 or 15. Well, I think it's only 15. Uh, yeah, it can't be longer than 20. I don't like that he yeah. waits too long. Yeah. Because I don't think you want Smith then without his energy to go into that lock forward spot where he just throws himself into the totally. game. Totally. It's, it's 10, 10, 15 minutes max and then whack him into lock um, and then Grant comes on. Um, and creates a bit of havoc, and he, and he really does create that havoc. Yeah, he's got he's that energy, machine, isn't he? you know. He's so good, yeah. And the other so, one is Nico Hines. What do you do with him? I play Nico Hines in fourteen um, because I think Nico can play anywhere. Um, you know, he could he could play lock if you needed him to in the middle. Um, he could he could play hooker or dummy half if you needed him to. He could play one, play seven play center, winger. He could play anywhere other than in, you know, front row, really, yeah. except for hooker. Yeah. So anywhere but other than a prop, you, you know, Nico Hines can play. Um, 
So I'd like him as a 14, but Pappy has to be your one um, for your best team. You know, um, the more minutes Pappy plays, the, the more dangerous he gets. So um, that's that's what I'd do. But Billy A might have another idea, mate, and I'm sure it's better than my idea. The only other thing I could think of is that you move Remus Smith to the wing, play Nico Hines in the centres. Um, you could do you that. Want him on the field. Yep. Uh, but I like the idea of him being in 14. And the reason I do is that Nelson's got to come back Tui's got to come back. And yep. when they go on the bench with Nico Hines and Harry Grant, hmm. your forward rotations, they're, they're pretty set. Like it's, it, Nico yep. might not, Nico might have a, a repeat performance of last year. He doesn't get in the field in the grand final. It's, it's entirely yep. possible, but the way Melbourne's team is made, that's their best fit. So I yep. think Nico has been great for them this year borderline better than that. Uh, but when all the pieces sort of fall into place for Melbourne, it's probably 14. And that's whether yeah. he could be used more than 10, 15 minutes. Because uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't waste interchanges. He'll always, he'll, no. he'll only leave a player starting forward off for like 10 minutes and sometimes he'll bring him back on. He, he doesn't yeah. get stuck in these rotation things. He plays his best players as much that's as he right. can. Uh, and look, I know that some people are leery about having, you know, um, only two genuine forwards on the bench, but that's the way it works best for them. And, yeah. you know, it's either that or you lose. I mean, there's a couple of options. You either lose Nico Hines and you put another forward on the bench. Or like an Eisenhower start Harry, like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start Harry Grant and you put um, Smith on the bench and have him as a rotating forward. But I don't know if you get the best out of him that way. I think he, I think Smith's best thing is the energy early early on, um, and then keep him on there as a thirteen. You know, yeah. um, nice problem to have, yeah, Craig think. Belling. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Munster's so. just rounding into some form. So, um, happy birthday if you're any team other than Penrith trying to win a competition. Rob, that has been a serious dive into every team. An epic so much for the quick, quick yes. temperature check. But if you've got to this stage of the podcast, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. We just figured instead of trying to go back to the, you know, let's be topical, we haven't spoken to you for two months. Uh, so I know. That's it's been we, too that's long, we, mate. That's where we think about, uh, think about teams as we go. I think we've been pretty fair on a lot of the sides. And there's no question yeah. that in our mind, it's Penrith versus the Storm for the GF at this stage. Um, with South and Manly as the two teams that have the ability to get there, maybe if one of the top two mm. sides fall over. Uh, but yep. other than that, uh, you know where to catch us uh, on our Instagram. We're occasionally doing some things there. We'll do some more now that we've actually done a podcast because I feel bad that we haven't done a show, so I don't want to post too much. Well, let's um, let's do another one next week. Let's do a short one, mm. but let's do another one next week and see where where these you know these two or three teams that are sniffing around the eight are going to actually end up. Um, yeah. and then we'll find out who our eight are. And we might even uh, give you a bit of a tip for our Rookie of the Year as well. I think that's about due. Um, yep. And we might have to work out who's actually eligible, uh, which is always a fun process. Uh, Roberto Cobsmith, thank you very much for your time, mate. Uh, and I'll speak no to worries, you mate. whenever we find the chance next. After I'm double vaxxed and I'm bouncing off the walls or bouncing into walls or laying in bed for a week, whichever one it is. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, you can get Rob on uh, Instagram, R-O-B-B-C-O-X, uh, at Not The Footy Show on Instagram as well, or on the Facebook. And uh, if you haven't given us a rating on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it. Anything else to say as we leave the show, mate? Not really, mate. I'll be back on the jackhammer tomorrow, cutting up my uh, concrete at the side of my house, and 
that's about it, really. Pretty exciting stuff. No, just like the last two hours of your life. So you I am going to go get a COVID hours. test tomorrow. Okay. COVID test tomorrow. That'll get me out of the house for half an hour. <laughs> like the bloke I Not saw because on, I need one. seats last night and someone <laughs> said, this old bloke, he's sitting in his car and they said, um, oh, where are you from, sir? And he goes, oh, just around the corner. I said, uh, have you been feeling sick, sir? No. Um, anyone in your family been sick? No. Uh, what are you doing here, sir? I wanted to do something, so I thought I'd come and get a COVID test. Yeah. And let that's the government play 180 bucks. Sure yeah, I'm sure it wasn't you, Coxsmith. No, it wasn't me, mate. But um, it's exactly what I feel. I feel like I, you know, I get to drive past Bunnings. Oh, and what could have been if you go inside? I mean, wow. Yeah. Can't, can't go to Bunnings. Anymore, I'm just doing apparently. circles of, of sort of the North Sydney um, at the bottom, trying, to, so. trying to trying to bribe tradies to go in and buy me something. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, we'll speak to you next time, everybody. I'm not the footy show. Rob Cox, Warwick Nicholson. Uh, talk to you next time. Go for it, Mr. Beckham. Catch you next time. Pep, sir. Not the footy show. That went longer than that went so we anticipated. It's all right. The people will love it, mate. They'll be frothing. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of. Birthday boy. Pepsi.